Hello, hello, this is the Big Wheel UFC Corner. Hello, how are you doing this beautiful Sunday morning? Uh, beautiful day outside in uh, Tennessee. No cloud in the sky. Feels like the first day of fall, but I'm sure next week it's going to be hotter than holy hell. So I'm not even going to let that fool me. All right, let's get to let's get to what you came here to listen to. Let me talk about the UFC uh, 242 card. Now, let me just give you an overview of this card or what, what I thought about it before I get into all the details. Uh, so the main event, you know, I, I thought it was going to go completely opposite of what happened. Um, it, it's hard to, to beat Khabib, but I thought Poirier was at least going to stun him a few times. But if you watch the card, that was not the case. But like I said before, before I get into those details, let me let me uh, start from all the rest of the fights that I enjoyed, and then I'll get into the main uh, event. Now, on the prelims, they had a had a wonderful fight against. Uh, let's see, let me see if I can pronounce this right. Zubare and Tuk Hagov. That sounds about right. Versus uh, Leron Murphy. Now, when I was watching this fight. Before this fight happened, it was like all the Russian guys were just uh, beating all the rest of the, uh, their opponents, winning, you know, like they always do. They wrestle them, uh, knock, uh, what what do they call it, uh, ground and pound, beat them into the ground, and then the fight's over. Now, when I seen this fight, and it was a black dude, I was like, oh, yeah, man, he got he got to win this. And I think he's from the U.K. He done took this long flight over to Abu Dhabi. He's, he's got to win this fight. And uh, so I was on his side the whole time. And this fight played played out like a dream. It was beautiful. Uh, the Russian guy, Zubare, I think in the first round, he was he was putting in some work. He got a, he got a nice uh, punch on him. And then he actually knocked Le'Ron down. And uh, he was on his back. And then the Russian guy, Zubare, he jumped on him, grounded, pounded him. And I thought I thought the fight was gonna be over, but Le'Ron, he he's got some he's got a chin on him, he's got some uh, experience and some heart. Um, he kept he kept defending, and he got out of that out of that uh, terrible moment. And uh, and then I believe the round the first round went on a little little more, and then the round was over. He went to his corner. Obviously, uh, one round down one round down uh, for Le'Ron. But he's got a he's got two more rounds left. So the second round comes around, and Leron he's he's putting in some work. He's throwing some hard jabs, and he's got the Russian guy on his toes. He's just sitting there taking a few few licks here and there, and he's looking for an opening to, you know, uh, go for a single leg or a double leg, and try to take him down again and ground and pound because that's 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 typically how these uh, Russian guys uh, fight. Because they got so much uh, sambo and just general uh, wrestling background, so you can't really blame them. That's what that's their strength. So he the second round, he just kept going for that, but he was still just get pieced up by by a black dude, Leron uh, Murphy, and uh, he he never got a chance to to land super clean and knock him down. But man, he he was he was putting on the clinic, 
And then the third round basically went the same way. However, toward the end of the third round, which uh, which I love, the Russia guy, he was still getting pieced up, but he was throwing some blows back as well, but not as not as many. And he and he kept you know backing up, giving up so much uh, octagon control. And uh, and toward the end of the third round, he managed to take down uh, Leyron Murphy maybe like once or twice, but Leyron he kept getting up. So in in my mind, I'm like, oh man, they uh, they probably gonna give it to him because they took because he took him down. That's that's typically what they do. Once once they see that you get taken down, it's like everything you did before you got uh, taken down is negated. It doesn't matter anymore. So then so then I'm like, all right, yeah, this this might go to late run. More than likely, it's gonna go to the Russia guy since we are in Abu Dhabi, basically their home turf. So then the uh, the judges start giving out the scores. One round, Leyron. Second round, or first round, um, Zabaria. Second round, Leyron. Third round, it is a split draw. Some something I didn't see coming. I was like, wow. I was like, okay. So these are some real judges, man. They're they're not easily swayed by the sounds, you know, of the crowd. Of the of the home crowd cheering on their guy every time he takes takes uh, the opponent down, they weren't swayed by you know uh, winning by just taking the the opponent down at the last moment of the round. So I, I applied the judges on that. That's that's a grade A judge, uh, grade A judging by the UFC uh, judges, of course. And I would love to see that fight again. I, I think it was a good one. I think it was a real good matchup, good test for both fighters. Now the next fight, it was uh, this is the last card, last fight of the prelim card. It was a girl fight. It was Joanne Carterwood versus Andrea Lee. Um, I watched it, but um, let me see. Yeah, yeah, I, I did watch it. I, I kind of enjoyed it, but I, I was working at the time, so I was you know in and out. But um, that was from what I seen. That was a good fight, man. That was two aggressive girls that loved the the throwdown. Uh, I. I think from the very beginning, man, I seen how hard they was throwing punches and how often they was throwing punches. I was like, wow, okay. These these aren't the, the typical girls where they throw like one punch, then they back off. And then, you know, it's like amateur hour. But these girls, they were they were throwing like some some straight up dudes. <clears throat> but um at the end of the day, or at the end of the fight, it was just who ha- who was able to take more damage. And who was able to capitalize on each other's mistakes? And uh, Joanne, uh, she she was obviously the, the victor. There was a lot of um, a grappling, a lot of ground game in this fight. I think at one point somebody almost got submitted, but it was a good fight, man. I I really enjoyed that one from what I seen of it. All right, let's get to. Oh yeah, I'm I really like the Andrea Lee girl. She she pretty cool. She's like a little. Um, She's like a female cowboy. She always comes in with the little cowboy hat on. It's pretty cool. But anyways, let's get to the main card. Let's see here. Got a main card. It was the is it was Islam Maka Maka Clay versus Davy Ramsey. That was a good one. Um, Islam Maka Maka Clay. He was probably like the only Russian guy on the card that was like pure striking. 
Um, or actually, it was another guy on the, on the car that was rushing. And he was pissed But uh, he, but that guy, um, it was like every punch he would throw, he would put so much power and, and stink on it to, you know, knock somebody out. But the Davy uh, Ramos guy, he just, he wouldn't attack. He wouldn't explode. Uh, but uh, I, th I think at one point he got knocked down pretty hard, but he stayed, he stayed in the game. He didn't, he didn't get knocked out or whatever, but you know, it, that fight was okay. Anyways, let's move on to the main card. Edson Barbosa versus Paul Felder. Now, uh, this was a, a good fight. However, um, I feel, I feel, I'm starting to feel like both of these guys, man, I, I don't know. Maybe their styles are just, their, their styles are just uh, perfectly tailored for a fight like this. But, man, they were taking so much damage, like so much damage. And uh, Paul Felder, I, I swear, every fight that he fights in, it's a war to him. Uh, I think it was the, I, I think it was the Dan Hooker fight that he fought, where I think he he almost lost a, a kidney or a lung or something like that. It was one fight, one fight recently where he fought and his lung was messed up or something like that. He had to go to the doctor. It was like you you taking too much damage, dude. And that's like every single one of his fight he. Every single one of his fights, he's either breaking a rib or breaking this or breaking that. And, uh, you know, I, I love that the guy's putting on a fight, man, but I feel like you should fight smarter than that. And Edson Barbosa, he was putting in some work too, but it was like uh, he just wasn't able to uh, to capitalize on his strength, you know, use that, use that back leg like he wanted to, but he was still putting in some work. He was... He's really cutting up uh, uh, Paul Felder, <clears throat> but in the end, Paul Felder he was just he just wanted it more. He put himself on the line more, and he ended up winning. Uh, I think it was one time Edson took him down. I I never really seen Edson take somebody down, but he he took him down. I guess to you know try to uh, finish him off with some grounding grounding pounds so he wouldn't take so much damage. But hell, turned out he took him down. And next thing you know, Paul Felder cutting his cutting the top of his head up with some elbows, man. It was, you know, that guy is a that guy reminds me of Tony Ferguson a little bit, but he he takes a lot more damage than Tony Ferguson. So, but uh, it it was an okay fight. I feel like it was a fight that that wasn't all that smart. I like a I definitely like a fight where there's a lot of action, but I love a fight where. It's a it's a lot of action, but it's a smart fight, you know. Just because both opponents are landing every single blow, it's like y'all shouldn't be fighting like this, man. This is a bar fight. It should be, you know, you get a few licks, you get some, uh, you get some hits in, and you get out of the way of the opponents of um, punches as well. It shouldn't be he you get two, and then he gets two. Nah, it's not it's not a buffet. It, it shouldn't be like that. That's that's what uh you know turns UFC into like a little caveman sport when it's just when it's like that. But anyways, I I think I done made my point. Let's get on to the main event. Um, not as eventful as I thought it was gonna be. Um, huge Dustin Poirier fan. Huge, huge Dustin Poirier fan. Even though he beat my my main man, uh, Justin Gaethje, still a huge fan of him, man. I think everybody is really. He's got a 
a beautiful story. Dude literally came from nothing, uh, hasn't even graduated high school. All the money that he earns is it comes from fighting. I'm sure a few other uh, side ventures, but he he puts everything in the fighting man. He's he's a true fighter's fighter's fighter. Got beat by Conor McGregor, but he didn't let that that uh, put him down. He got back up on the horse, went back up the ranks, and now he is where he is now. He's lost a, a, a lot of times, a lot of big fights before, but he just keeps climbing up. He always reinvents himself, reinvents himself, and gets better. But uh, and uh, one other thing, Dustin Poirier has a, a beautiful boxing style. He he's got crazy accuracy and crazy power. So during this fight, I thought Dustin was going to have it, or at least stun Khabib a few times and take it all the way to round five. Now, um, you know, everybody knows what, what Khabib does. He he wrestles the hell out of you, and he beats you, your body down and your face in, and then you probably get a submission. That's his style. That's what he's good at. Can't knock him for it. It is a little – I would say it's a little cheap. However, it's MMA. Mixed martial arts, you can do what what you're you're uh, what you're best at, and if you're weak at, and if you're weak at something that somebody is good at, then it will proceed to be cheap to you, and you will lose every time. But Dustin is good on the ground, but man, Khabib, he he's just a different animal. Um, he takes you you can train for it all you want, but it's not too much you can do because when you're in there and he's you know, on one side of you, on another side of you, it's it's just it's just hard to get out of it. It was times where he tried to reverse them, and Khabib seen he he seen it coming, and he would reverse out of that. So it's like, damn, you use all this energy to get out of this, and now he's right back where he wants to be, but he but uh, in a more dominant position, and he's just slowly crawling up your body, tying up your legs even further pinching, uh, maybe taking one arm off to the side. And it's it's yeah, it's game over at that point. Then he's creeping towards your neck. He's trying he's trying all kind of different submissions on your neck, so you're always on defense. You're never comfortable. Now, um let me see here. So when the when the fight started off, it it was looking good for Dustin. Um he he was he was throwing some punches and stuff like that. Nothing was really laying it cleanly. Uh, Khabib he's good at staying on the edge. He really won't trade with you too much because he's he's a real smart fighter. He won't take too much damage. I don't I don't think I ever seen him his face swollen or, or bloody in his in all twenty eight fights of his MMA career. But um, I think Dustin might have popped him one time, and that really got Khabib running back. But I'm sure if you replay it, you probably see that he probably grazed him or something like that. And then Khabib just reacted in a smart fighter way to just back up and get out of there and try to catch him when he comes in. But um, the synopsis on this fight is it it wasn't all that eventful, man. It was I actually like the Conor McGregor fight a little more. It was a little more entertaining, a little more back and forth. Um I actually rewatched that fight recently on the USC Free Fights on YouTube, and Connor was actually doing a good job. It was just when he got submitted at the end, and then after the fight, 
you know, he jumped over the cage and they got, or not Khabib jumped over the cage and they got in that whole, you know, uh, scuffle with the audience and stuff like that. It makes you forget about everything that Conor was doing. But he was actually putting in some work on Khabib, but it was like once he was, once he got taken down and got submitted, you forget about all of that. So Conor actually put up a better fight than Dustin. However, Conor does not deserve a rematch no time soon. Um, the next fight for Khabib, if Khabib beats uh, Tony Ferguson, let me let me give that a pause. If Khabib beats Tony Ferguson, his legacy will be submitted as the will will be submitted as like one of the best fighters ever, man. Twenty, if he beats Tony Ferguson, twenty nine and zero, yeah, he's he's baddest dude on the planet. Um, Tony Ferguson is a is a perfect matchup for him because if uh, Tony Ferguson will will cut you up in a heartbeat. And the dude has a cardio out of this world. Dude works out all day long. That's a fight that I can't wait to see. Um, I I believe in the in the interview after the fight, Khabib was to, uh, I don't only think he called out Tony Ferguson, but the interviews before the fight, that's all the people were talking about. They were like, "Yeah, if uh, I win this, then I'm gonna t- uh, fight Tony Ferguson." So that fight's gonna happen, and I think it's gonna happen in December, which would be which would be awesome. But um. But I I think uh, Tony Ferguson is probably the only guy that would be able to beat Khabib because Tony Ferguson man he's he's weird he's he's strange oh yeah I forgot about this one part on the fight uh, Dustin Poirier he actually managed to get a almost he almost managed to get a submission and it looked tight too he was uh it was a guillotine and he was cranking on that neck but uh, I need to rewatch that fight because uh, I was actually working at the time but. If I remember correctly, he was he was getting that guillotine and Khabib, he was doing this masterfully masterfully. He was like moving his hips out one direction, he would move it out the other direction. And and the whole time, Dustin Poirier just cranking and cranking, trying to make it as tight as possible. And of course, when you do that, you just pumping your arms, putting all this uh, blood in your arms, trying to uh, submit the opponent. But if you fail at it, if you fail at it, your your muscles are gonna be, or your arms are gonna be gassed, and at that point, it's hard to throw punches. And uh, through a miracle, Khabib managed to get through this, uh, through this uh, guillotine. Man, it was crazy, dude. It was it was wild. I I thought Dustin had it, but Khabib still got out of it. Man, that that just shows you that Khabib is ready for everything. He trained for that. Usually, when you got a fighter that's twenty eight and old. And something like that happens to him. Like, let's say Connor, for example. Um, now, when Connor was fighting Nate Diaz, and next thing you know, he got stunned and he got submitted. He wasn't. He probably wasn't even training for that, man. He he didn't think something like that was gonna happen. He thought Nate was just gonna stand and bang with him till the end, and that's what Nate did. But when he wrestled. He didn't, I'm sure he realized Nate had a crazy uh, ground game, but he didn't really train for it too often. Now, now back to Khabib. This shows that Khabib, even though he is 28 and 0, or he was 27 and 0 before this fight, he was still training for submissions. But that just shows you that he's still hungry, he's still smart, and he's ready for everything. Because, I mean, in MMA, anything can happen, man. You could... 
you could fight somebody that that's all submissions and if you don't train for that your perfect record and all your all your UFC stock or MMA stock is going to go down the drain that just shows you what kind of what kind of guy he is he gives respect to anybody to anybody who fights he's going to train for their style and he's going to train for it the right way so hats off to Khabib uh, can't wait to see the Oak, the the Tony Ferguson fight. Um, beautiful, beautiful, awesome card in Abu Dhabi, UFC 242. Um, I can't wait for the next fight against uh, Donald Cerrone versus uh, Justin Gaethje on uh, September the 14th in uh, Roger Arena, Rogers Arena. I don't know what what state that's in or city, but man, I can't wait. For that fight, I'm going to try to do some commentary on that. I hope y'all loving the commentary. I'm going to go ahead and let y'all go. <clears throat> I'll go ahead and let y'all go. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy those NFC. Uh, NFC. Enjoy those uh, NFL games today. Enjoy the beautiful Sunday. Enjoy your family. And uh, hope you enjoy this podcast. Have a wonderful day. Peace out.